up, kid. All I gotta say is, Portland can't say shit. Sounders Scuttlebutt. I'm Aaron Lingley, and as always, I'm joined by my buddy, your Alliance Council President, your Gorilla FC President, and the Communications Director for the Independent Supporters Council, Cameron Collins. What's going on, man? What is up? Welcome to the new reality Seattle, where every sports team we have is terrible! (laughs) Yep, it is. The 12th of September, and uh, I don't know if the Mariners lost their fourth straight yet. I guess they probably just, they're probably still it's playing the, right now. It's in the middle of the game right now. Okay, but I'm going to watch it after, but yeah, uh, Seahawks look terrible. Yeah, one so of the It's been, been a week, a week since, over a week since the Sounders uh, drew in right. here against Portland. So since then, yes, yeah, like Seahawks weeks, started terrible. Yeah, Seahawks, I was there. It was, um, the highlight of the game was Modest Mouse playing three songs at halftime. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Outside of that, um, that game was garbage. Yeah. I felt like I was watching the Sounders. The Mariners have gone from being the best team in baseball to the worst team in baseball, and have played themselves out of the playoffs. Uh, luckily, there still is time to come back, but they currently sit a half game out of the wild card and two oh, and really? a half. Oh yeah, we're terrible, man. We lost. Well, I mean, I've watched every game. I didn't know yeah. the standings dropped to below wild card. Okay, yeah, we're Great. not even fantastic. Playoff today. We're not even in the playoff. Huskies look good, but they play Tulsa. That's the only local team that seems to be doing good. Uh, Storm continue to lose. Uh, rain, <laughs> yeah, rain lost. Yeah, the Storm are terrible. They have been eliminated from the playoffs. However, Drew Lloyd is now the set the single season record for scoring. Uh, in the WNBA, beating out uh, our old player, Brianna Stewart, who uh, previously had the record. So the storm were terrible. Uh, the rain lost again in the, I think it was the semifinal of the uh, the cup. So it just, um, uh, yeah, it's it's not, <laughs> luckily they, they still have their regular season games, but it's been a rough, uh, a rough go of it for Seattle sports for a few weeks outside of UW. I mean, we can we'll get into, into it obviously because this is a Sounders podcast. But we the Sounders haven't lost in their last three matches, so that is saying something. But has it, are they now nine straight without a win? Is that no? We beat Austin. Oh, okay. So we had one win in the middle. So yeah, five points out of nine. We have one one game. We have we have one win in our last ten games. You're telling me? Yeah, and we'll and. <laughs> And it's probably our fault because the title of the last episode was, what was it? Stop losing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, they stopped losing. So let's start winning. <laughs> let's start doing that. Let's start winning. Why Why am I, what's up? Why am I into today? Apparently I just have the Oprah voice. Yeah. I was like, that's Oprah voice. Yeah, so I mean that's not all terrible. Um, and maybe the Sounders are going to be the it's going to be the inverse. 
this little break we've had has now flipped everything where we were excited for the Seahawks. Mariners were killing it. Sounders were not doing well. They weren't doing terrible, but they were being frust- They were frustrating. I um, they were terrible. I mean, it was. It's the first time I think we said I said this on a previous episode. It's the first time I'm in life where I've not walked into the stadium thinking we were going to win. Like I don't want to be at the game. Yeah, okay, I well, don't walk in thinking we're going to win. That's fair, and I, actually, I'll give credit to uh, No Sadientis podcast because I did listen to them and. They actually did the math real quick, and the Sounders would be in sixth place if the season started after, basically with the Portland loss to this point. So it's really, we've been that frustrating and maybe that terrible, but the whole Western Conference is eating itself. So, true, yeah, which we've talked Conference, about. So, uh, yeah, no, it's, we're it's, in second it's, place right now. Yeah. <laughs> We're in fourth place in points per game with teams having games in hand. So Yes, but uh, we're in second place right now. We currently stand in second, which is the most bizarre statement. I mean, we are like, what, like 10, 9, and 8 or 10, 9, and 11 or something like that? Something like, like that. We, we, we are the most middle-of-the-road mediocre team right now, and yet – we are in second place because LAFC keeps losing. I mean, every, I mean, St. Louis. Well, get this. So St. Louis is number one in the West, right? So who cares a crap about the East, but Cincinnati, my God. Um, Yeah. He's running away with the border shield. Yeah. But so we are seven points behind St. Louis. They have 48. We have 41. Ninth place in the West. So the last spot to make it into the playoffs is Dallas, who actually, wow, we're going to play them. Uh, They are seven points behind us. They so are our next appointment. between two Obama. and nine is seven points. And right, but they beat us and suddenly they're only four points behind us. Exactly. So it seems we, like, oh, we're in second place. St. Louis is realistically, they have the same games in hand. We got six games left with six, seven point difference. Like we could realistically win the West <laughs> if we actually turn play some killer and, soccer. And we could still miss the playoffs as well, which that's yeah, crazy. I, if we had to pick the two, I would say it's more likely we would miss the playoffs and win the West, but I don't think we're going to miss the playoffs. This is exactly what MLS wants in the West. They want Messi in the East. They don't, <laughs> but this it is makes parody, me sad, man. though, because the West has always been better than the East. Like, mm-hmm. I've never, even when the NBA the East, until Giannis and. Right. Well, in the 90s, I would say that the East was a little better, but recently. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, for since the Sounders have come into the league, I mean, there's years where like teams are winning. I think when Philadelphia won the Supporters Shield, it's like, yeah, of course you're going to win the Supporters Shield when you get to play last place Cincinnati yeah. over and over again. Like, come on. And and so this is it's interesting that the West is down this year, and I don't, you know, we're due for a, a complete rebuild. Um, not a complete rebuild. We're, it's it's a Mariners style rebuild where you're doing it by uh, focusing on your core youth players and moving on from some larger uh, pieces. And being true to yourself. Yeah. Just like the Seahawks, too. um, That's something we should definitely talk about before we really get into, uh, as a scuttlebutt question, before we get into the games, is um, I want to know what you think the fate are of certain players moving in next season. I've got... I've got four players. I want you, you to tell me what you think happens with them right now. And the choice is, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna name them. 
The choices are okay. they'll play for the Sounders. Uh, they will play for a different team or their career's over. Oh, so those are the options. <laughs> okay. Are, yeah, and, and maybe you don't pick that, but you know, here, so we're going to, we're going to start with the obvious Nico Lodero. Man, he doesn't strike me as someone who's ready to stop playing, but and it's it's really raised his family here and he's really he's got to be pretty comfortable here. There's some part of me that thinks he will take a a discount to allow yeah. us to have DP and, and but I'm but I don't think he stops playing, so if he doesn't take a discount, he's playing for another team. And yeah. it's got to be a fairly substantial one. I, I I think I would agree with you there. I, and yeah, I I he this is where he wanted to move, right? Like he yeah. came and played here. Uh, at Lumen Field during was that Copa America was that the name of that tournament? Um, yeah. And that's why that's why he wanted to come with Boca. Here. Yeah. So uh, no, it was uh, with uh, his national team with uh, Uruguay. So oh, what am I, what am I thinking of? Uh, Copa Libertadores. Yeah. I don't think that's come here. No. Uh, but um, yeah, so I, I would agree with you. Uh, but I think we've seen as the season's gone on. He's dropped off more, and every player thinks they can still play, so I think he's probably gone. Um, you know, obviously, I don't have any real insight on there. The only insight I have, I think I've talked about this before, was uh, Craig Weibel, the general manager, said at a practice to fans, uh, so public statement, that, um, you know, we uh, we would be having to make some big moves and we'll be moving towards youth and we'll be, um, you know, he's going to put his stamp yeah. on the team. So, uh I'm going to agree with you. I think, I think Nico's playing somewhere else. Uh, so next up, okay. uh, we are going to go with Raul Rui Diaz. He's playing somewhere else. I agree. I agree. I mean, I hate it, yeah. but uh, I think if he had better service, he'd, he'd do it. Yeah. Um, I think I agree. Uh, that's, that's a rough. He's not there. producing at a level that we, I mean, whether he's available or not available, he's not producing, right? If you're not on the field, you're not scoring. So, yeah, um, I think it's more of a, that's more of a business decision. Even though, hell, uh, statistically, he's right up there with Nico in the uh, the impact that he's had on this team. Um, probably our best striker of all time. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Stephen Fry, mm. <sighs> right. Uh, he's so he's hard. here, or he's retired. Uh, I should be doing the oars, right? I should be picking one. Uh, yeah, playing the fence. Uh, something tells me he's. Uh, I'm good. I'm not going to take a cut, but you know, I'm happy. He's happy. He, definitely happy here. He's got a house on Bainbridge. He's got yeah, he just, stuff. He on, his, his art on the side. He's he's connected yeah. to uh, the community here and. I, I see him happy doing things outside of soccer, whereas a lot of athletes like a Rui Diaz or a Nico, I don't, and I am totally ignorant in their life, like what they do in their personal life, but they, I don't see them doing things like Stephen Fry does. I think he's comfortable hanging them up. I think that's probably what's going to happen. Um, hates me to, I hate to think that because I want him for another couple of years. I think he's got, but there's been some moments this year, and I, I think he'll bow out gracefully versus. 
you know, what's the other phrase for fall off a cliff? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or yeah, uh, it's better to burn out than fade away. There we go. Yeah, I, you know, I think I'm going to agree with you. I do think he has, you know, he's proven time and time again this season, even though there has been some slip ups, he's proven time and time again that he's still starting quality in this league. And not just that, one of the better goalies. Yeah, he's, I think, statistically way up there. But yeah, he's just had some senior moments, I guess is a good way yeah. to put it. I just, I think it might be a business thing where the Sounders, you know, I, I, I agree with you because I think he'll retire rather than go play somewhere else. He has his life here. He literally just designed his back patio and was talking about it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And he like he put the angles he wanted in and the materials he wanted to use. Like he's not he's they're not even if he played somewhere else, they're not moving. So I I, I just think the Sounders and I don't have any insider knowledge, but if you are Steph Cleveland, why are you here? You could be mm-hmm. starting for over half the teams in this league. Right. I think I think maybe there was a promise that uh your time will come and you'll get that chance. So uh, a wink, wink, nudge, nudges. Yeah. You know, and obviously with the caveat that things could change, but I think, I think I agree with you there. Here's the final one. And this is going to be a painful one, but it's complete conjecture. Christian Robot. Oh, dude. I said it in the last episode, which feels like forever ago that I'm worried he might not ever play again. Yeah considering how it has been five months, almost probably to the day, because it was like the Thursday before the Portland game, right? That he was like pulled out of practice. Mm-hmm. So it's the 12th. The Portland game was on the 15th. I think it was on tax day. So it might be actually, yeah, five months to the day. But that's a long time to barely play. I mean, he had a, he had some minutes with USA, but he's barely played. Um, to come back and go back and have another. He had another concussion, right? Or was yeah, it still symptoms? That I don't. That I don't know. Yeah, maybe we don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm just. I just don't know. But uh, regardless, I, I think, it was. I think head. it was another concussion, actually, because when I went to that practice, open practice, it wasn't open practice, but I was invited to practice, and they had uh, Andy Rose come talk to the fans. He said, "You know, two two concussions isn't good, but I had three, and I still played." And they <laughs> when I had three, <laughs> um, I had three. One, four, three. No, he uh, he had some brutal ones, and he still made it. So he said he doesn't think unless he was four. Because it's not like football where if you get a fourth, you potentially could die. Like the hits and – the likelihood of getting a concussion is rare. We've seen Taylor Twellman, you know, have to retire because of it. We've seen some other players, but it, I just – so I'm hoping that's not the case. Here's the – I had heard that he may play this weekend in Dallas. Yeah. He's getting closer. So it'll depend. If he comes back and he can actually play for real, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking he'll be on the team next year. So that's the hardest one because it's, yeah, it's completely conjecture, but it's specifically about him being able to play soccer or being forced into retirement. It has nothing to do with the financials. They just, he and Jordan just signed an extension. So yeah, that, that is a hard one. Obviously he's, he's, sticking around and playing for the Sounders for a while. If it's, if all things go well, which I hope they do, obviously, because it's, yeah. I think with JP last year and now Christian for really this year, because we were playing really, really well up until that Portland match. And 
it's incredible how both of them have not really played together <laughs> on the same field for that long and how how clear it is when one of them is missing how that changes it's how both we play from the get-go and how we can consistently consistently play um yeah, yeah. i don't know it's lock that the locker room and the field presence and it's crazy so shit i yeah what did i have, say did i say that yeah. he will i think i just harkened yeah, back didn't to the last it. episode i didn't say yeah. uh yeah. I I think he still plays. Okay. So you have Sounders, no no Rui Diaz, no Fry. Yes, Christian and Nico, you kind of hedged your bets, but uh, I'm going to say you said no Nico. So that's Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with no Nico. I, I see it harder for him to uh, Yeah, I think I'm with you. So that's uh and you know, I love Steph Fry. This is no uh, I love all of them, but you all know, them, I, I I was on a, uh, I've gotten to meet Steph. I was on a, um, the COVID relief fund with him. And, you know, he would pop out from practice in the bubble and come have meetings with us and talk about uh, scoring uh, candidates for the grant, the grants from the relief fund. And it was, uh, you know, it'll be sad if he's not here, but, um, you know, I think you're right. He, he has, he has other things to move on to and look forward to. He he doesn't need to hold on if he's ready to go. Do you think they this is a, that sentiment is being felt around the clubhouse, the locker room? Do you think they like is that why things aren't connecting? Maybe I don't. Or, I don't think so. I think it's the play on the field is dropped down, and so there's 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 struggle there where you know Nico is a shell of his former self. I don't know if Raul is, but he's not getting any um they're not getting him the ball mm-hmm. and so he he definitely is not who he was though so i i think we've just aged out of our star players yeah and it ha- that happens right it always happens that's what happens when you yeah, it has to happen right <laughs> yeah you either sell them or they retire so and really this is this could have been done at the end of last season but we you know, they said it. We rewarded the the team that won the championship or the the Concacaf Champions League championship uh, by re-signing them. Uh, and then when Garth broke it down, like it made sense to me. Like, are you going to bring in a player you know, or are you going to go and invest in another player? And how much money is that other player going to cost versus the player you have? How many years of control do you have versus, or are you going to be saddled with a big contract? When are the current players running out of contract? Like, do you bring in Freddie Montero or some other random player you don't really know and you don't know whether they're going to live up to their contract? You know what mm-hmm. you're going to get out of Freddie. Yeah. So, and, and Kellen and all these types of players. So, I, you know, I we did lose um, the Bear, though. Uh, Will yeah. Bruin. And he, he came in for Austin. Uh, I mean, Houston, excuse me, when we played them. But no, Austin. He's on a, he's, Austin. He's yeah, on Austin. Austin, you're right. He came from Houston. Yeah, he almost scored. Yeah, he did. I thought he was going to. <laughs> yeah, he should have actually. Uh, um, but yeah, I um, I agree with you. We're up for some big changes. Did we have any scuttlebutt come in from our? No, our we didn't give them much time. Well, so. one of them, I didn't give him much time, but we did move up. Usually, and I'm bad at this. I'll ask you know for some scuttlebutt uh, on the Discord link in the show description. Um, like an hour or two out. 
I don't know how people's and I just forget. But uh, then we moved up to uh, eight fifteen recording. Yeah. So sorry everybody, and no, nah, nothing, nothing. But we would like to hear what you guys think about. Yeah, let us know. Nico, Rui Diaz, Fry, and Christian is he? Are they staying, retiring, or moving on? Yeah, is that that potential for very, very radical changes with our club moving forward? Which I think is kind of exciting. I mean, it it does suck to have to live through this, but I I enjoy the build up. I enjoyed the Mariners build up, um, even if we're blowing it right now um i still think we're gonna make it julio's tech- still doing magical things yeah there's still there's still fun to- things to watch and and week one in the nfl is is a crapshoot um right we, we saw <laughs> yeah i mean we're not we the will Jets score Bill, we saw kansas city lose to detroit yeah it's, it's uh, well, speaking of speaking of uh injuries aaron Rodgers playing know. four plays for his new team and then uh, I haven't heard any news today, but the coach yesterday made it seem like it was a bad Achilles injury. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, I there's a he clip. Might be done. There's a clip where you can kind of see his calf get a little bigger and his foot oh. go flat, which is 100. percent That happened to Kobe. I remember watching him shoot free throws and them just like <laughs> 1080p on his calves, and it was like Jesus. Anyway, yeah, um, it's nuts, but. I want to keep this positive. Let's, uh, and then I'm going to say, let's talk about the Portland Maybe match a little bit <laughs> because I do Ooh. find, think there was some poor, there was some important aspects to our play before the second yellow card, which we'll get to. Um, so let's, let's take a little break, talk about Portland and talk about Dallas. What do you think about that? Sounds great. All right, Portland match. Uh, I was actually in Portland. I know. It's I, w- like I didn't. I didn't get it mistaken. Injury down there uh, to try and root for Portland, huh? <sighs> yes, I see. No, actually, I uh, was loud and proud at the bar called the Independent. There wasn't actually many people there. Uh, I went to go visit my buddy. Like every about six months, I go down to Portland. It's me, like a couple days of no responsibilities, and uh, we just drink beer and this. Coincidentally, actually, uh, was the, the Portland matchup here in Seattle, whereas typically I go down there for the the game. So, yeah, I watched it in a bar. I actually sat next to a, a Timber fan, immediately uh, told him who I was and what I'm about because I'm not going to, I'm not going to hide who I am. I'm proud of myself. But, you know, I actually, I've said this before, it's fun to talk to the enemy when you're mutually, you know, watching... Oh. A match, you get a better perspective, I think, and you kind of learn a little bit more because people are excited to talk about their club. People who don't. I mean, that. as you know, I, I lived down there ten days a month for three years, and I wore my Sounders gear all the time. I watched uh, one of only three U.S. Open Cup matches I've ever missed at home uh, was Portland at Seattle. Uh, I think we ended up winning two to one, maybe in that game, and uh, I was watching it at it with like eleven Timbers fans at a Timber person's house so uh yeah i definitely uh uh get it like you can interact and have fun when it's not around the stadium that's when mm-hmm. problems happen when you're wearing 
Sounders gear. One yeah, time, those jerk-ass jerk fans, my parents were down there with me because it was my birthday they were playing. They put, like, rocks or cans or something inside my mom's, like, on the inside of the tires because they saw that the car was from Seattle because of the license plate frame. There was no, we didn't even put, like, I always took down my Sounders sticker when I would drive down there, but that's the only thing I did. Uh, my car obviously still was clearly from here, but... Um, yeah, they they because it was parked near the stadium, they got they they didn't end up damaging it, but it was just a pain in the butt. In the tire? Yeah, they put like stuff on the inside, not inside the tire, but inside like with the wheel front wheel. Oh, and like in the wheel well. Uh, yeah. Oh, so you can reach in and grab it. Yeah, but okay. It, I'm like, know. how do they get it in? The, I was like, that's that's a badass kind of prank if it doesn't destroy the so, the actual it's wheel. Annoying. <laughs> it's annoying, and annoying and obnoxious, like uh, some Timbers fans can be. And yeah, we we they're called human beings, and we fucking suck. I know. I work in hospitality, so I also was not at the game because the league or the Sounders or whoever, whomever, in their infinite wisdom, decided to play the game the same day weekend as Bumbershoot. So I was at Bumbershoot because I, other than, uh. Well, the year this they didn't have it, but then I think the last two that they had it under STG, I've been to Bumbershoot every year since, I don't know, I was in like sixth or seventh grade. Even when I lived in California, I would be at Bumbershoot. So uh, I was at Bumbershoot. In fact, I was watching AFI when the Sounders scored both their goals. Uh, and then I went over to watch Sunny Day Real Estate and I looked down and it was a tie ball game and I did not understand why. I can't believe you can follow. Well, one bumper shoots awesome. I miss it. It's been a minute, probably fourteen years. Wow. Yeah, and there's been plenty of bands I do really, really like and want to uh, want to go see. But yeah, I think the last one, last band I saw was Steve Miller Band. Oh wow! With my <laughs> uh, with my high school friends, the friends where we. Halfway, you know, through the day at high school, walk a couple blocks to the nearest friend's house, sit in the garage, and and have conversations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Steve Miller Band was kind of fun, but yeah, it's been a minute, um, and I cannot, I cannot picture myself looking up live scores. I don't know how your brain works or why my it's brain works st- the way it does, but I, I have to be in a bubble. Works. Yeah, that doesn't make. Sense. I mean, because a we don't live in a bubble. Like what am I? Yeah, gonna but on Twitter? it's almost not, like a challenge. Also, like I'm watching. I literally had my phone out watching the game for parts of it. Like, I can't do that. I dedicate. Like it's it's really happening. I'm not gonna wait until you know one o'clock in the morning when I'm home to come watch the Sounders game. By then, I'll already know what happened. There's people walking around with Sounders gear on. Like, uh, yeah, of course. No, I would always pay attention. I can't imagine not paying attention to something live. I honestly don't see the point afterwards. I will go back and watch only if it is significant. Otherwise, it's a waste of my time. I got I got other stuff to do, to man. I got podcasts. That is what I like to do. I like I to have the live experience. Too. So if I can't watch it live, I want to react like I would have anyway. But that's not live. <laughs> it is to me. It's all relative. Anyway, uh, yeah. So no, I I uh, you know I was watching awesome bands and um, cool. I was not I was not at the game. Uh, I returned my tickets, which if you don't. I think we've talked about it before. If you don't know, up to seven times, seven games a year mm-hmm. as season ticket holders, you can return your tickets and get your full value back. But 
uh, if you return one ticket, that counts as one. You can't return one, keep two, and then, you know, oh, but I have three tickets. I should be able to do it an extra time. No, you. that's one time. So you, either turn, you can return any number you want, but that counts as one of your seven times. So I did that. Uh, and they were valuable tickets, which is cool. It, it took out a whole uh, a whole payment from my payment plan for next season. So that was kind of nice. Uh, nice. Uh, yeah. So um, didn't didn't watch it. Uh, you know, watch the highlights later. Um, I'm excited to talk about the second yellow card. Uh, both yellow. I'm excited to talk about both yellow cards. But you want to talk about some actual play on the field first? I do. Um. Thankfully, the highlights that they show now are like seven to ten minutes. So I think you get a good gist of like we were dominating that. That man, we looked great. I I was excited. Yeah. It was fun, exciting soccer. We we were gelling. We were playing like we like we are the better team. I mean, they're a terrible team. If I their they're coach, they're, one of the worst. Yeah, one of the worst in the MLS right now. They're bottom bottom three, bottom four. Something like that. So, like, there was, and granted, yeah, Cascadia. So you kind of have to throw that all out the window. I get it, but you're still a better <laughs> soccer team, and we looked like it. And great, the first goal. I mean, pretty terrible defending, but you know, you did what you had to do, Rui, and he headed that in. It was back of the net. Great, fantastic. That was awesome. We were running through them, and then Leo Chu, his goal was. All effort from midfield, literally, right in the center circle, winning that ball, getting the playback from, I think, Rui Diaz, and did it all on his own. Looked freaking fantastic, but what the... I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but in the first half, I know you're excited, but you just... I guess, how rare is it that you actually get your second yellow That's anyway that's my, that's when, my you, when you pull your kid off? Right, that's, that's um, you know... This season, he has four total yellow cards. Two of them were in that game, right? So he only had two yellow cards before that, the whole mm-hmm. season. So the and and they obviously weren't in the same game. So you're not getting two yellow cards in the same game. It's not happening. And that and that's yeah. why everyone's angry and mad. And I'm just like, I you know, from my understanding, from everyone I talked to who were in the stadium, the atmosphere was electric when yeah. that second goal hit. It was almost like it was a it was a sigh of relief. There it, it it was we we can finally score goals. Yeah. Not only that, Leo was able to put a goal in when I'm sure he's been frustrated because he's getting to start or not start, going back and forth. He he's uh, had some poor games crossing wise. You know, like his crosses haven't. And he and he owned and, that goal too. So right. yeah. So I, I think for me. It was like this collective sigh of relief where he was felt one with the fan base, with the crowd in that moment, and it just overwhelmed him and he took it off. And that goal, if he doesn't get the second yellow card, we're not we're never talking about that. We're never yeah. We're yeah. That is one of the great moments. Like yeah. and people were heart like, oh well, you know, only in the MLS Cup final. Like to me, like great, we won the MLS Cup final. We were an amazing team. We sucked this year. That could have been the thing that turned around our entire season. Yeah. <laughs> We've had games this year where we have played better than any Sounders team ever. Like, easily could beat any of the championship teams, yet we're not consistent. And usually we're inconsistent with that. We only get that every once every five, six, now eight games. So for me, I realize 
now, like looking back at it, you can go, oh, if he didn't do that, he went on second yellow. But I don't even think the second one was a yellow card. He got shoved. Now, did he take some extra steps? Yes, but he got fucking shoved. Uh, even if he didn't oh. get shoved, um, he that was his ball. <laughs> he was looking down at it, and yeah, the other guy was there. But most of the time, that's that's a play on, or you just call it, get back up, and go. But you're not really like you're calling it for the sake of calling it. It was not in a dangerous place. No. He wasn't running away. There was no advantage in either in either direction. Right. But the player and, literally extended his arms and shoved him into the other player. He ran four steps before he hit the other player. But I'm sorry. And he's backing up. And your momentum goes. So it's apparently um, not because of that foul in particular, but consistent infringement. That's even worse. I that don't recall him. I don't recall a foul, but. Apparently there were a couple because no Saudi Yentas did get the, the stats and there were two fouls before that. Right. Yeah. Well, if he had been warned, I get and, it, but still. Uh, and I'm not even saying that's even, I'm like, if, there, Leo Chu does not foul hard. Yeah. <laughs> he barely fouls. That's what you said. He's got two yellow cards for the season. And if you're so, giving a card you know a the situation, rep, card, that, yeah, that's what I have, yeah. That's what I have a problem with. If you're giving know a, the situation. a card, it better be a real foul. Exactly. That was not a from behind or, you know, pulling Jersey back on a breakaway. That was shit happens. Keep moving. And you know that he's on one. You gave it to him. And you know what kind of match this is, you know, and it literally changed the tides. Like at that moment, the five five minute interval graph is all Portland um, in possession. And and we had some moments. Because we're talent, we do have talent on the field, and it had, and we were playing well. But that it's a, it's hard to come back from that first goal Portland got. Uh, Ida has nothing to do with being down, being down a man. That's just again terrible marking off of what was basically a set piece. It was a long throw in, but there is something up with that, and that might be uh, Reagan was in there. I, it's all the same players, actually. There's, these guys have played with each other for now two years. It's frustrating. That I mean, was frustrating. Right, yeah. The other goal all was phenomenal, and they deserved that that goal. And that did have some open space in the midfield. But that first goal was 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 bullshit in terms of our defending. Yeah, I and we're seeing players switch off, uh, meaning their mentality just isn't there in certain situations where they're not playing hard it's almost like i don't know if this is the case this is just my impression is that we're hanging in our head when things don't go our way because we're like oh here we go again um and a 2-2 draw against our biggest rival at a time when we aren't getting a lot of points shouldn't be that big i mean usually would be it wouldn't be something to celebrate but you'd be like great let's let's move on let's keep going but it's how it happened that's so frustrating Mm -hmm. and it and the fact that we had a, a clear, I think, path to winning that match, being the better team, the way we were playing, how we scored our goals, and then to lose that, not lose the match, but to lose that win, to, to get a draw against a team that is this terrible, and we have not beaten in how many years? When was the last win against Portland? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anymore. It's I think the Sounders have Mariners disease. It's like you can beat the best teams in the league, but when you play the crappy ones, you're gonna lose. 
and it makes zero sense. But, but I bet I bet we've beaten every team once in the last couple of years. Except I, I don't think I think literally I don't think we've beaten Portland for a few years. I don't even know what it is. But anyway, yeah, uh, six, six maybe. Uh, That's maybe more. Not six years. Six games. Okay. Oh no, we play three games a year now. So three, six. It could be nine games. I think it's at least three years. Jesus. Uh, but I mean, I can tell you right now, uh, it was the one that we blew them out. That was the last time we won, right? When was that? Two years ago? 6-2 in 2021. Was that our last win against them? I think it was. It has to be. Yeah. August when 15th. It, when in 21 August? Okay, so it's been yeah. two years. Yeah, it's been two years. It's uh, oh. it's not... Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. Um, and I don't know, especially in the MLS era, we have not... I don't think we've seen that. We had a nice little run going before it, it all fell apart right now uh, mm-hmm. against them, but it wasn't this long. So um, it is it is a little frustrating. So now you're looking at uh, MLS competitions. Um, God, they beat us three out of four times in the playoffs. <laughs> and they beat us 19 times, and we've won 17 times in the regular season. So they are they they have our number just slightly, but they do have our number, and, and especially lately. And I think we, I wouldn't say we're dominating, but over yeah, about four or five year period, I think we won most of our games. So that just that two years really just shines like shines bright. All right, um, I yeah, wanted to be had, positive though. <laughs> so. We had won the May the May game before that draw. We lost a couple, then we won two. Yeah, we have not had a significant run against them except for uh, in – we had a run where we won one, two, three, four straight uh, over 2014-2015, including a U.S. Up Open Cup match. And we had that tie where Dempsey uh, got the late header to make it 4-4. Uh, uh, my match so, was yeah. there. Yeah, so uh, it's been it's been uh, an interesting interesting run. So that's that's pretty sad. That's that's almost a decade ago, twenty fourteen. Yeah. So we we haven't been consistently good against the Timbers since then. Jeez. But you know who we're playing next? FC Dallas. FC. Who are in ninth place? Yes. Which they, doesn't matter because. It is so compact, like we were saying. There's seven right. points behind us. It, a loss to them, really. This is where the death by a thousand cuts uh, turns into wounds, um, where you start dying. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll bleed, start bleeding out if we lose this match and don't get a win, I say, in the next one. I think we might be talking about underneath the playoff line if we lose this match and... Mm. Don't get a result in the next one. We gotta, we gotta win. I mean, it, it. They've had an interesting run, and they're they're truly inconsistent. So let's go back to June with them, uh, just because that's. Weren't they, they good this, for a little bit? Yeah, uh, they they June, seventh uh, they beat St. Louis two nothing, uh, at home. So that that was a pretty big win, and then they lose at Portland. Uh, they get blown out in Austin. 
they do win at home versus LAFC, but then they uh, lose at home versus DC. Uh, they lose in Colorado, which who is they Colorado fired their coach. They only have three wins on the season. They are the worst team in the league. They, so uh, they're like us. They lose against the worst teams and they yeah. beat the best teams. And then they had the League's Cup stuff, so we're not even going to talk about that. They did beat Austin one nothing, but it was a uh, late red card or a red card that led to a late, uh, I mm. think, post ninety minute goal. Austin had like three games in a row that happened. Then St. Louis beat them, and then they tied Atlanta. So uh, they're all over the map in the MLS. I mean, they they did do some winning in the League's Cup, uh, but in the MLS, they they haven't won. Uh, they've won what two games since June. Mm. So there, which is probably we're probably right about there too. So uh, actually, I think you're about. I think you're right. I think it was like eight yeah. or nine matches where we didn't win until Austin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, they tying um, Atlanta is good because it, Atlanta, while inconsistent, is a good team. Uh, Dallas was uh, up one nothing early four minutes into that game. That was their most recent game this past weekend against uh, Ariola had their goal. And then uh, Atlanta scored two, and then uh, Dallas got one in the 62nd to get the draw. So they they came back. Um, they are good at home, though. That's where they're getting a lot of their wins. And mm-hmm. that's where going. seven three and three. Yeah. So uh, it will be it'll be interesting. Um, what what do you think your keys to the game are? Like, what needs to happen for it to not be what we've seen uh, lately, where it's just like, oh, we're playing for a draw. Mm-hmm. Well, I. Just play like we did against Portland. We just did it. And I think it should be the same lineup. We've had a week off. They'll have a a three days rest and then they'll play another match and then they'll have another 10 days off. So what we haven't been is consistent. So let's start simple. Be as consistent as the last lineup. Put the last lineup out there. What if Christian's available? Right. Don't start him. He hasn't played. Okay. Put him on the bench. Give him some minutes at the end. You're going to need him on Wednesday. Or I'm assuming it's a Wednesday, right? It's a Saturday and then 16th and then the 20th. That's four days, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Do the exact same thing you went out against Portland to do. You, it's familiar. You you know the reason we didn't lose was because of the way we were playing before the red card. <laughs> the red card blew that fucking whole match up. Right. And, and I think it, we win Portland, that Portland match, four to five nothing. I mean, we should have had three nothing before the red card. Um, so, it, when they blew us out last was that last year? Or it was two years ago when they blew us out, and it was a red card that changed that game too. I think it was last year. Yeah, and we had Jackson on to talk about how different that game would have been. Yeah. without the red card. Yeah. So, and that's the. I mean, this was this was almost this is more clear than that one. This right. was right. a red card that shouldn't have happened. And a result that completely got flipped at that minute mark. Like, just, it's totally different. And that goes, to, you should be able to win 2 nothing with 10 men with just, just under a half to play. Is that like the 53rd minute? We should be able to, 4-4-1, four, four, right? Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. you should be able to do that. And, and that, I do, we lose this game because of us, not because of FC Dallas. Even though we'll be in Dallas it's, pro- yeah. it's September, so it's still probably humid and, and hot as fuck there. Oh, uh, but- yeah. It, they just got below, I think this weekend was the first time they've been below 100 in like two weeks. 
why do people live in places (laughs) like this (laughs) like such drastic changes to their environment i mean disregard climate change just like i don't want to live where there's earthquakes i'm like you have to board up your house four five times a year like why do you want to live there you have to live in ac i can't anyway um yeah we lose because we don't do our job and it's clear as day to me what we need to do the same goddamn lineup same lineup looked it was be consistent yeah what um okay actually i have a question could have probably gone in the scuttlebutt section but it's about sounders so i have not seen the Sounders fan base turn on a player the way they turned on Leo Chu following that game. I have like, not. Well, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere, so much hate. Like people saying they were going to cancel their season tickets. People saying really? they should be cut. He should be cut immediately from the team. Like I haven't. I mean, it's. I haven't seen. We we've had players miss penalties in the playoffs and cost us knock us out of the playoffs. And you didn't see that kind of Bosphorus anger. Like I, I you think it's frustration because we've been so bad this season or is there something about Leo that they don't like? What, what, it's why? Gotta be, I mean, it has to be that because it's a clear as day hindsight 2020 issue because there was, remember that was it rave green TV or rave TV, YouTube yeah. uh, influencer, not influencers, uh, content creators. Yeah. They yeah. said that one of their guys, one of their people said something about Leo Chu that was like critical, that was unwarranted. I forget what it was, but it was unwarranted and the fan base jumped all over them for saying okay. anything negative about him, right? And we're generalizing considerably here, but you're also talking about Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, oh, and the Facebook Sounders groups, I mean can be so toxic. It, I mean, so you it, come to our discord much yeah, better. Come to our discord and discuss, but I was just, but I saw people I know, like uh, they just couldn't get over the fact that, I mean, if it was a playoff game and he got that red card, I get being angry, but in the season, like I just, you want I mean, him to keep it on. You can't change that though. So, but what he's given our team is out. I mean, that's like saying literally. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, you should hate Zidane because he headbutted that uh, racist Italian uh, in the World Cup final. Well, that negates the fact that Zidane was the greatest French player of all time, was one of the greatest soccer players of all time. That doesn't get rid of his whole career. I mean, that's like the extreme example, right? Yeah. But has <laughs> done so much good. Also, that Italian player deserved it, not because he was Italian, but because he was saying, uh, you know, calling his sister a terrorist and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Zidane should not have reacted that way. I also love it. I'm fine with it. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I get but, what you're saying. But, yeah, I mean, Leo, I think he's deserved the benefit of the doubt. He's been our I mean, best he player this year. He's earned it. He's earned it. He's our best player and, this year. No doubt in my mind. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, he, he, uh, he Statistically, he might be in terms of just goals assist for offensive players, obviously. JP, he, he's probably up there as well. But he can only do so much. We have, we would Nack not be here without Leo Chu, huh? I think Russ Nack is quietly up there, but 
Yeah, you wouldn't do that from the fan base. That's engine room stuff, though, right? That's yeah. not the yeah. that's not the flashy stuff. But it's also not what it helps buckle the net. But also, you need right. to get that. How many times do we get all the way up there and then we don't see it happen? Right? This is it's like baseball. It's, your your conversion rate's pretty low. So he's been up there, and without his performances this year, we're not we're not even in the playoff picture as we speak. So, um, he had a he had a moment that we don't th- we wouldn't think about if we if we won that game. And he shouldn't have had the, the second red anyway. We've we, we talked about this. Um, so I would hope that's just the frustration that we can't seem to figure out like the scapegoat for this season yet. And and I, my arrow is pointing towards Schmetzer in general, just because you got to be the guy that, that you have you have to take accountability for the team's performances over a year if you're the manager, right? You can't blame it. I think you're else. right, and and you said it. So well, accountability. I don't know if it's Schmetzer's fault. It very well could be the coaching staff under him who are not finding ways to put our posi- our players in a position to win. Putting our players in the positions to succeed. But ultimately, he's the head coach and it falls on him. Uh, do I want him gone? You know, su- maybe surprising to our listeners. No, I love Brian. He's awesome. He's fun to talk to when you run into him like he he loves seattle and he loves soccer but you know what i love is winning me too mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh well maybe we should have added that one to the list do you think schmetzer is going to be back next year yes i do too because that's uh, that you can't it's kind of like scott playoffs, service so. not yeah. in terms of the history with the club but you can't I don't know. He can do players and management, but um, I don't think we're at the bullpen (laughs) this this late season. uh, We'll talk (laughs) offline about the people don't give a shit. Um, I know. F1's back this weekend, everybody. (laughs) It's going to be another Max Verstappen win. Who cares? Now, we did just have the finale, uh, final race of the season of uh, IndyCar, and it was super fun. Uh, And last week, they were in Portland. We should have gone. I was there. I would have I stayed if I if I knew about it. I probably would have shifted because I left on Sunday. Next year we'll go. Next year I I'd be hell down. All right, talk. <laughs> now, we went from a local team to F one to IndyCar that no one really gives a crap about, and then us just scheduling our next hangout. Hey, um, Roman Grosjean almost won the last race. He was he was in first place with like twenty laps left and finished like eighth or eleventh or something. Oh, uh, bummer. Yeah, I know. I root for him big time. Anyway, let's, Anyways, let's, uh, let's bring it into port, but let's yeah, predictions or something. Poor prediction, yeah. What do, what do you think that's going to happen? Um, I think we win. Um, I think it's pretty easy to replicate something you just did. There's been nothing. It's been a normal week, you know. They're rested. At, that was after three games, so that was a pretty good performance to have for the at least the first half um, after it being your third game in a week. And now they've had a week off. They're probably pissed, <laughs> you know. I hope they're pissed. I just that's, in general, and and that's what pissed, I, think. I think we'll win. Yeah, yeah. If they're and I, if, I think it's still going to be the bookend that I wanted. In a way, I think the effects of this game, even though the outcome wasn't what we wanted. The effects of it, I think, will still be similar to what I was hoping for, which was a, originally a win, and uh, 
we're often often going. So I think it's going to be more a little bit of anger, and we're the effing champs. We're Concacaf champs, but we're the like we still have that blood, the championship blood in us, and we're dying for it. Make a damn run, and we're we're second in the West. We just we just can't lose. But now let's start winning. Yeah, I'm going to say two one Sounders. Um, I didn't say prediction, did I? No, I'm yeah. going to go three one. Okay, I love it. I love it. Uh, where now that we've gotten that out of the way, where can people find you on the interwebs? On Twitter at a a r o n l i n g l e y. I I don't think I'm ever going to call it X, and that's really the only. Uh, I guess I'm on Reddit more, but that's like non sounder stuff. I'm I'm more on looking at our Discord. Than, yeah, than Twitter nowadays. Um, and and if you want to send funny videos, because uh, I've been doing it, send them to the the Scuttlebutt Instagram. You've been on the Instagram? Yeah, but also I've been sending from my personal account to to the yeah. I posted a few things on the Instagram, but I've Yay. been sending stuff from my personal account to the Instagram so that when you can go look at the messages, you'll be able to look at funny videos. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I think I will. And and you know what? I was thinking about firing you as our social media manager, but you know what? You totally redeemed yourself, and I'll include it in your intro for the next episode. You can find me on Instagram at Legal Minded Punk. I'm also on X slash Twitter, uh, Blue Sky, and uh, Threads. Is that the Instagram one? Threads. Threads. I made one. I made a thing for us on there, and I haven't looked at it. Take it away, James. Take it into port, James. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and the best MLS team of all time.